Good morning and welcome to Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network. And we are really excited to have Margot Hall, Artistic Director of the Lorraine Hansberry Theater, joining us this morning with Tracy Tomarie, wonderful writer, actress, um, that hails from Chi-Town, joining us today to talk about uh, Essa Batco and Lorraine Hansberry's um, uh, uh, debut of a work that is being created, you know, in this moment. So good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. And it's to, it's yeah. Tomer, Tracy Tomer. Oh, Tomer. Oh, sorry, Tomer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will get that together. <laughs> so, so um, before I um, I pull up um, your bios, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about this um, wonderful work that you're going to be debuting. Um, this conversation between Lorraine Hansberry. Nina Simone and James Baldwin, like, oh my goodness, what are they gonna be talking about? Oh my goodness. And it's <laughs> it's based on a on a actual conversation or is it fictive? No, it's a, it's an imagined conversation. So the okay. three were very good friends and so this is our imagining of a night that they could have spent together. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it came about uh, once I became the artistic director of the Rain Hansberry Theater, I was always have been a fan of Lorraine Hansberry, but it just made me go deeper into her story. And I was reading um, a, a book by Imani Perry, um, looking for Lorraine, the radiant and radical life of Lorraine Hansberry. And I was getting so excited because I didn't even know that she had such a true sistership with Nina Simone. And that just got me really excited. And I said, wow, wouldn't that be something to have a play about the two of them? And then it was like, but you have to include James Baldwin. Because uh, mm-hmm. he was part of the trio, and so I contacted Tracy right away because she's an amazing writer, and I was like, "Hey, you want to try to do this together um, and write this story?" And it just happened to be right around the time when the New Roots Festival was. Uh, we were in conversations about that, and I said, "Wow, wouldn't it be great if uh, Tracy and I could do an excerpt?" of the writing because of course the writing is continuing um, Mm -hmm. as we speak but we're going to do a short (laughs) excerpt from what we've come up with right yeah 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 I just think about um, you know that song to be young gifted and black um, and and the um, um, the deep mourning that Nina Simone had for her dear friend Lorraine Hansberry when she passed because it was so sudden Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And then James Ball and everybody knew James Ball when he, you know, um, I remember when, um, uh, you know, he intervened so that Maya Angelou could come back out because she was in deep mourning when Dr. King passed. 
and and Malcolm X passed, and she just couldn't get out of her bed. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, you know, he has that like, all right, the work continues, you know, kind of kind of you know way of wow. pushing. <laughs> oh wow, right. nice, nice. Mm, mm-hmm. I think one of the yeah. things that we do want to illustrate is the um, deep friendship and the deep mm. care and love they had for one another. So Lorraine and Jimmy, you know, are older than Nina Simone, and, and they already had an established friendship and, and kinship and feel a lot like sister and brother. And as Nina is coming up, you know, this piece takes place in 1963, so she's, not necessarily the Nina Simone that we think of today. It's obviously within her as a human, but um, in terms of um, how we've um, iconized her, if you know, so to speak, but made her an icon, it's we're not we're leading up to that. This you know is somewhat of the beginning of that journey for her. And mm-hmm. Lorraine Hansberry and James Baldwin were the, you know, extremely significant parts of that, particularly Lorraine Hansberry in terms of, you know, schooling her and um, her being able to be around these two very not only talented and creative people but prolific thinkers who had a very deep understanding of the complexities of the issues that the country face as a whole. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see any um any any resonance or parallels today? Um, you know, now that we're in another century and we're headed toward twenty twenty two. A thousand. Oh percent. yeah. <laughs> a lot of the <laughs> lines and things that were said during that time are so relevant right now. And that's what also makes the play so exciting because I think it's it's also exciting that it's just the three of them in the room. So they really lay it out. Um, and it, it, you totally, every, I mean, every four seconds in the play is like, oh, my God, that's that's today, that's today. So very relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to share um, your bios with our audience. And um, yeah. so I'll start with you, Margo. Um, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'll read <laughs> some of it, and we can talk about some of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are, uh, Margot Hall, uh, an award-winning actor, director, playwright, educator, and the artistic director, as we already mentioned, of Lorraine Hansberry Theater. And you were recently awarded the 2021 Kenneth Raynan Fellowship in Theater and listed as one of Yerba Buena Center for the Arts 100 honorees. Congratulations. Thank you. Acting credits include Black Odyssey, Fences, Twelfth Night, A Raisin in the Sun, <laughs> A Winter's Tale, American Night, The Ballad of Juan Jose and Spunk for the California Shakespeare Theater, Jazz, Skeleton Crew, Gem of the Ocean, Fences and Seven Guitars for Marin Theater Company, Ah, Wilderness, Once in a Lifetime, and Marcus or the Secret of Sweet 
at the American Conservatory Theater, Exit Strategy and Trouble in Mind at the Aurora Theater, Marcus Gardley's A World in a Woman's Hands for Shogun Players, Barbecue, <laughs> also directed in MF with a Hat at SF Playhouse. Uh, some of your acting credits with Campo Santo, which is a theater that you are co-founder of, include Dennis Johnson's Nobody Move, Shanaka Hodges' Mirrors in Every Corner. Oh, that's the one I was thinking about. Uh, Tracy mm-hmm. told Marie. Yeah. Uh, no, not told Marie. Told Mayor. Told Mayor. Told Mayor, yes. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I heard you, mm-hmm. and then it's like I didn't put a phonetic uh pronunciation there <laughs> but thank you for the correction i appreciate it um yeah mirrors in every corner that was a beautiful yeah, wonderful work <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it does yeah, no, it no, does because no. you are so heck of famous um <laughs> and then you know the the play that you wrote um you know uh about your yeah. your dad yeah. in detroit because mm-hmm. you are detroit Woman, a Detroit girl, yeah. Detroit native, and so it's like you you know our stuff. I'm like deep down, like when you did that yeah. skeleton <laughs> crew, like yeah, I was yeah. from like you know coming from a place of yeah, that's my people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I've been and, in the Bay Area for over thirty years, so mm-hmm. um, working in all the spaces and being a part of this community. Yeah, yeah, and you're 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 a professor, you know, like you feel like sharing this knowledge and not just, you know, in cultivating uh, you know, creatives uh on the stage right. and various aspects of that. Um, but you actually teach and you teach at UC Berkeley, I believe. Is that where you teach? Yeah. And Chabot mm-hmm. College in Hayward Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, you've been in Chabot before Berkeley because you've been there many Yeah. Like over 20 right. years. Yeah, 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 I know. And I'm like, Margot Hall teaches at Chabot. Like, that's a community yeah, college. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's, that's, right. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Another so thing that should be said about Margot is um, <laughs> she, when I moved to the Bay, um, and I, I didn't live here for an extremely long period of time, but Margot is a giver and a woman of service at her core. And so while I was well out of college when I moved to the Bay and she has such great relationships with her students at Chabot and now at Berkeley, but she also took her time to um, help me find my way and help me navigate my way through the theater landscape in the Bay because I was moving from New York and I find that she is just so open-hearted in that way. She does that for a lot of us who um, either make, you know, a move here or are matriculating through school, even if she's not necessarily teaching there, but it's just very much a part of her nature to help bring up other actors in this business, no matter what level she is at in her career and she just continues to keep blossoming and, you know, reaching higher heights for herself. So I do want to say that, that the teaching isn't relegated and the mentorship isn't relegated to just her students, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jay. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. true. And that's so an important true. part of being an artist. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, I remember <laughs> it was so cool when I was watching, um, um, gosh, I, I don't know. I should have ate this morning before I got on the air. Um, but uh, the film, um, Long Set in Oakland, Blind Spotting, yeah, and, and there mm-hmm. you were. Like, wow, mm-hmm. Marco's in the movie. I mean, you know, I, I know you, you're, you're, you know, you, you're in movies, but I didn't know you were in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and I and remember the meeting the Dig. You know, it's a TV show now, Wanda. Yeah, Marco's in the no, TV show. No, for real. Oh, yeah, on Star. TV show mm-hmm. on Stars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we had a no. whole season, and I just saw that we renewed for season two. Whoa, congratulations. Wow. It's a TV series, Flying Spotting? Oh, mm-hmm. how fun. Oh, stars. Yeah. Okay. Stars. Yeah. Okay, I'm writing myself a note. Oh, that is heck <laughs> cool. And, and I remember, um, you know, really enjoying, um, you know, your direction as, um, you know, uh, newly uh, inaugurated as <laughs> Artistic Director Lorraine Hansberry Theater um, of Hieroglyph. Um, by Erica mm-hmm. Dickerson Dispensa, you know, one of, um, you know, another a native Chicagoan just like you, uh, Tracy. I don't know if you all know each other. Do you? I, no, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Tracy lives yeah. in New York now, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was okay. born and raised in Chicago, but I haven't lived in Chicago since after graduating from college. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Still home. Yeah. All my family is there, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I live in New York. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, so, shifting to Tracy, um, multidisciplinary artist in Chicago native Tracy uh, Tolmere has a career spanning over 15 years collaborating with groundbreaking theater makers, including Hannah Sharif. Mark Bermudi Joseph, uh, Michael John is a Garces. 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 And Camposanto. Yeah, Garces and Camposanto. She uh, received a BA in theater from Spelman College with studies at New York University's Tisch School of the Arts and trained in dance in various institutions, including Sammy uh, Dyer School of the Theater. Uh, Lou Conte, Mark Morris, Morris uh, ODC, and Atlanta Ballet. Performance credits include Jelly's Last Jam uh, at La Petite Theater, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce the next one, uh, Sir Chez La Femme. La Femme. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is La based Femme. off of a very popular song of the same name, Cher Chez La Femme. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of your viewers know the song, trust me. They know it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Dancing on eggshells. That sounds lovely. Um, the Billy Holiday Theater. Where is that at? In Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Plenty of time. Uh, New Federal Theater. Mirrors in every corner. Intersection for the arts in Campo Santo. Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Fulton Opera House. And Trouble in Mind. Access Express. Your choreography credits include Jelly's Last Jam, G's Ben, 
at the Hartford stage and dancing on eggshells. Driven and inspired by new collaborative work, uh, you have been a company member of Mark Bamuli Joseph's The Living Word Project for 10 years and performed uh, in the national tours of Red, Black, and Green, and I saw you, uh, Red, Black, and Green, a blues, uh, probably at Berkeley Rep. And most recently, uh, Pen Lota. Oh, I saw that. Which premiered yeah. at Yerba Buena mm-hmm. Center for the Arts in San Francisco and performed at the Kennedy Center, uh, MCA Chicago, and BAM in New York. Uh, Chai Boy is your debut as a playwright. And, uh, and you can tell us about that if you like. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to say, yeah, Red, Black, and Green of Blues it w- was a tour, but that was at uh, Yerba Buena as well, Center for the Arts and G Space. Oh. We okay. did the show at both in in the Bay. Um, mm-hmm. So Sh- Shy Boy, which is, um, you know, shy for Chicago, but a, mm-hmm. a play on <laughs> words, so to speak, um, is my first full in play as a as a playwright um and it is about a young man who is healing from the trauma of losing his brother and how his mother and actually a school psychologist all are enlisted to help him through this process while they are going through their own journeys, personal journeys, um, and, you know, so much like life, you know, you may be helping one person while you're managing all the things that are going on in your own life. So um, the play is about healing and healing through the lens of not just a young black man in Chicago, but also his mother, a black woman, and his um, school psychologist who is at a Chicago public school um, who has a very different lifestyle than um, he and his mother experience, but is also a black woman. And, and the care that black women, you know, provide the support, the work, the diligence um, to the healing of our men. Mm -hmm. So, that shy boy, um, and then uh, in the evening by the moonlight is the next piece. So shy boy is, is working towards the end of the development stage. So hopefully, sometime soon there'll be a um, full production of it. And um, I'd love to, you know, of course, do it in Chicago, but <laughs> and across the country. Um, but it's 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 my personal ode to a city that I love that provided a lot for me. I come from a long line of Chicago public school teachers, so it's not an indictment on CPS, but rather um, the strong, um, you know, sense of resilience and um dedication and diligence that I learned growing up as a black girl on the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. much like Lorraine Hansberry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Hopefully um, um, maybe your um, your production will, will make it out this way. 
Yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> everywhere. I'd love it to be everywhere. <laughs> that would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. So so tell our audience about uh SF Batco and, and uh Lorraine Hansberry Theater's relationship with SF Batco and uh the evening in moonlight, um <clears throat> this legacy project presented by Lorraine Hansberry Theater. Um yeah, um and you all are going to be a part of Block C. Um, Black Excellence, seven thirty um, through eight thirty, <clears throat> in um, in uh, in concert um, with uh, the African American Shakespeare Company. They're going to be the beginning of the evening, and you all are going to close the evening. Well, if you could talk about you know SF yeah. Backo and and your performance and um, the rest of the schedule, if you know anything about it. I mean, I definitely could read it, but um, and where it's taking place. <laughs> Because I've been sure. looking and looking, um, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so Rodney and Marcello are the co-artistic directors of SF Fatco, and I've known both of them, you know, for quite some time. And once I became the artistic director, they were like, oh, we really want to do something together. So we were trying to figure out how we could work together, maybe co-produce something. Um, and we, they were saying, oh, we're going to do this new Roots Festival where we're going to bring uh, a few different BIPOC theater companies together to do our own festival as opposed to always being a part of other people's festivals. So, you know, they're such a bright and inspiring young company and uh, I was really excited for them and for this project, and we were like, yeah, of course. And so I thought, wow, that's when I thought we could do this excerpt from In the Evening by the Moonlight. And we got together and we talked it through, and they added other uh, companies. They have Push, the dance company that's going to do a project. African-American Shakespeare, as you mentioned, they have a really young, talented writer named Aida, and she's premiering her play uh, for the festival. There's also um, a couple other companies, uh, you know, uh, the solo show. What What's the name of the show? Um, Solo yeah, Tom, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas yeah. Simpson. Thomas, solo. I think they're doing a, a, a tribute to, now look at me, I can't remember, uh, Benny. <laughs> um, sorry, no. They're doing a tribute to the, the oldest ranger, Betty Soskin. Oh, Betty um, they're uh, doing, Soskin. Yeah, they're doing a tribute mm-hmm. to uh, Betty Soskin. So it's a lot of exciting, exciting things going on in the festival, and it starts at 2 in the afternoon and goes all the way until the evening um, in -hmm. different blocks. So they've paired two different companies together in each block. So it's a variety (laughs) of opportunities to see some new performers, some old performers, some, So, Margo, I just want to interject and say that the best way for the audience to know all of the details because we don't want to leave out any of the wonderfully yes. talented collaborators and companies yes. that are participating. So it's to go to S F 
org and check out the full list of those who will be presenting work and the schedule and the days, and it is at Brava Theater Center in the Mission. So, yep. Come on, call. uh, This weekend, Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday, two starting at 2 in the afternoon, and you can see all mm-hmm. the shows. This says 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on three stages, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, 1 p.m. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because, like, Thanks, the Tracy. main stage um, uh, has to start at 1. Yeah, the uh, push mm-hmm. dance okay. and shining are at 1, mm-hmm. and then there's a studio performance at 130 Block A. So, yeah. Um, so we'll yes, just say one more time, days. go to sfbatco.org. <laughs> right. So yeah, don't get, do don't not get say Martin when I told you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to come at yeah. 30. Go to sfbatco.org. Yeah. Thank you, Right, Jason. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then, um, you know, reiterating that Block C um, is uh, 7.30 is when it starts. And, um, and again, the... Uh, the companies in Block C are African American Shakespeare Company and Lorraine Hansberry Theater, um, and you all will be closing out the wonderful um, uh, Esabaco um, Theater Festival, closing yep. at eight thirty that evening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're closing the New Roots Festival, and I think we have two performances though, right, Margo? One at three thirty yeah. and one at seven thirty. Yeah, so there's. Yeah. Um, an afternoon one for those who have some other evening plans already, and vice versa. If you have afternoon plans already, you can come check us out in the evening. But we really want to encourage everyone to attend as much of the festival as possible this weekend, October 16th and 17th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. So um in our in our closing minutes, um just wondering if um you uh you know, maybe wanna share uh any insights uh into um these historic characters, um, James Baldwin, Nina Simone and Lorraine Hansberry in conversation. Yeah, I'll I'll start and I'll try to make it quick so Margo you can jump in as well. I mean, I you know, I would say these are all very dynamic, very alive people and at the same time with three very distinct personalities. Um and it should be said that even though we are in 1963 at um that height or, you know, um, I don't even want to say beginning of the height, but we are well into the civil rights movement, and we are right after the assassination of Medgar Evers, um, that even in the midst of all this, as is true, I believe, for black folks and BIPOC folks, is that all three of them really love life and enjoy life, and they enjoy debating and having conversation. They enjoy music. They enjoy um, drinking, you know, scotch and and, and bourbon and just um, contemplating life. And, you know, Lorraine Hansberry in particular, who is the central figure of this 
as someone we don't know a lot about because she died at such a young age. She was only 34 years old. And so most of us know her because of A Raisin in the Sun, as we should, and her being a pioneer on Broadway and and the gateway for black plays um, to be on Broadway. And, you know, that play won Best American Play in 1959. And, you know, if you really think about that year and the climate and who she was up against, Eugene O'Neill, Tennessee Williams, that this woman with her first play (laughs) and first play on Broadway wins the New York Critics Circle Award for Best American Play. And so we just want to let people see more into the life of Lorraine Hansberry. If you watch her in interviews, she can come across as quite serious, but she's also extraordinarily witty. And she's quite playful as well. So we want everybody to experience all of the flavors of all three people as individuals and how them being together in relationship really brings out all of those layers. And, of course, we want to speak to the time that they're in because how could we not? It's just like today. How can we not speak about today right now without talking about what is going on in our country and how it affects all of us? So um, I really hope that people will come check out the excerpt and and be, you know, waiting with bated breath, as they say, for the full list production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think right. you said it all. <laughs> Great job. I knew you were going to say that, Margo. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tracy is more of the writer in the group. Um, I am more of a co-creator. So we have always had this incredible collaborative uh, relationship, and so it's such a joy to get to work on this piece with her. And um, we've been collaborating for years. I'll write something, and I'll go, Tracy, can you, can you fix this for me? It's not quite right. She'll take it and edit it and get it ready. So it's like this is just an extension yes. of our uh, collaboration. Yes, and I'll have a monologue. And Margo, well, now it's so much easier, but back in the day, it was like, Margo, coach me and tape me and stage it and tell me what to wear. <laughs> so it's been it's oh, fun. that's funny. We're, we're a fun duo. Yeah. Mm, lovely, lovely. Um, I wanted to um, to let you know that um, uh, Tongo Eisen Martin is with us. Just in case you want to say hey as you all take hey, off. Hey Tongo. Hey hey hey. Hi. How are you? Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We will okay. see you tonight. Right on. We sure will. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you both so much, uh, Marco Hall and Tracy Tomar, Tomer, um, you know, to join us to talk about, you know, this excerpt of this work that we're really anticipating seeing the completion of um, at the uh, SF Backco, um Theater Festival, which is this weekend, um, the uh, 15th, no, 16th. At Brava, yes. <laughs> uh, the 16th and 17th. Is that correct? I'll make sure I'm remembering correctly. That is correct. Right. New Roots okay, Festival. New Roots Festival. Yep, and, and, you weekend. know, and you definitely should go go to the uh, website and, um, you know, figure out your package. You know, might as well go to everything. It's going to be a really wonderful day of theater by people of color, you know. Like, how yeah. often does that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. All right. Well, cool. great talking to you, Wanda. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Wanda. You too. No problem. You okay. take good care. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.
You too. Peace. Peace. Oh, Tongo Ison Martin. So good that you could join us. Um, is it gonna just be you or your collaborator as well? Uh I'm uh, he he uh, I thought he'd be here. Oh, okay. Um, me, uh, okay. Well right now it's me and you, but that's no problem. Um it's all good. <laughs> let me Yeah, totally, totally. Um let me uh let me read your bio, um and let our audience know, um, you know, that they'll be able to see you um at this wonderful um you know reading at the magic theater um it's um it's called um black fire, black fire. a live recording mm-hmm. event and it's featuring you poet large san francisco poet large uh Tonko eisen martin we're percussionist i kill how do you pronounce i kill's last name miss dyer miss yeah, yeah and i hadn't realized that you all you know, like you go back, like you have worked together in a long time, mm. <laughs> which is cool. Oh, which is really cool. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And yeah. this event. Yeah, this is in our mm-hmm. first rodeo. Mhm. Yeah, and this event mm-hmm. is tomorrow, Friday, October fifteenth at seven p.m. And um, and again, it's uh, is at the Magic Theater, which is um, uh, in Fort Mason Center in San Francisco. So, um, yeah, uh, to Marina Boulevard, Building D, third floor. If you've never been there, um, don't let this be your last time. <laughs> and the box office, right. if you want to go in, it, the phone number there is 415-441-8822. And um, uh, you can also um, you know, go online to Magic Theater with the R-E dot O-R-G. So, um so back to you, uh, Tongo. Um, you have a new book um, out, and um, yes. it's uh, the third one uh, in the uh, the Pocket series, and this one is number 62. I don't know if that has any kind of numer- uh, numeric resonance for you, but it's uh, uh, off of the City Lights Book Press, and it's a pocketbook because, like, you could put it in your pocket and um, mm-hmm. carry it around, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and your work. Like okay, how do how does one talk about it? How does one read it? You know, like <laughs> small increments. Like you just sort of like got a nibble at this, um, <laughs> unless perhaps it's like the title poem, which you have to nibble at. But it's not like pages and pages and pages. It's just I think two pages. Like oh, that's short. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, all of your books are just so wonderful. And I uh, was just thinking about. Some of the themes that traverse, you know, your your literary landscape, you know, sort of like, um, you know, the dead and 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 burying our dead and you know racism and and violence, um, you know, not not figuratively, but you know, you actually have the bullets and the guns and the perpetrators and the victims. They're all like there, bleeding, you know, on the page. Um, and then there's hope too. Um, but you don't let anybody get away with anything. And uh, so I'm going to read a little bit more of your bio, and then we could talk about a lot of things, because I know you don't have a long, long time. So you were born in San Francisco, and you earned your master's degree at Columbia University. You're the author of, as we already mentioned, uh, some of the other books, Someone's Dead Already, 
um, Bootstrap Press 2015, nominated for a California Book Award, and Heaven is All Goodbye, City Lights 2017, which received a 2018 American Book Award, a 2018 California Book Award, was uh, uh, named the 2018 National California Booksellers Association Poetry Book of the Year, and was shortlisted for the 2018 Griffin International Poetry Prize. You are also the creator of the book and curriculum, We Charge Genocide. And I remember um, when you came to my class at the College of Alameda to talk about, about you know, writing and artists and, and writing as, as resistance. And that was a really good lecture. And that was before you were so heck of famous. <laughs> you only <laughs> walk on over to our class and... At one of my students, and it wasn't a big class, but it was intimate and awesome. Um, so anyway, thank you for that again. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah, and, it's and their citation. To be with you and on everything you got going on. Uh, uh, likewise, likewise. It was great seeing you, um, you know, inaugurate the installation of of those 350 ancestors at. Um, the uh, concourse at Monument Park. Monumental yeah. Yeah, 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 Dana King. Yeah, and those those women are standing, those statues are standing firm, standing tall as they encircle the plinth. Um, I went, we went in and anointed them with frankincense and uh, rosemary and flowers uh, this past Sunday, um, the Mahapa commemoration weekend, and, and it was great seeing them that morning. And, uh, yeah, yes, um, you know, taking it back and standing tall and sort of, you know, making sure that, um, you know, the space is, is cleansed of all of the mm. horrors. So they're going to be there holding it for two years, and you, you know, came in with a poem, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, on African Freedom Day, the first day of the federal holiday. Was that uh, June 18th this year? Mm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, in their citation, the judges for the Griffin Prize wrote that your work moves between trenchant political critique and dreamlike association, demonstrating how in the right hands one mode might energize the other, keeping alternative orders of meaning alive in the face of radical injustice. Your poems are places where discourses and vernaculars collide and recombine into new configurations capable of expressing outrage and sorrow about love. And I was wondering, just for people who are not familiar with your work, could you share a poem with us? And um, if you don't have, oh, I think I think Akil is here. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me see. I'm here. I'm here. Ah, ah you are here. Mm-hmm. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, sorry for yeah. being late. I, I got an email saying ten ten o'clock, so that's uh I don't know. I'm here now. So Oh no, yeah you are. Thank you for no having worries. me. No worries. Oh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Just finished reading um uh Tongo's bio and I was gonna ask him to do a poem, but I was wondering since you're here, can you talk about, you know, how you all met each other and um and what you have planned together? Yeah, sure. Um well so and tell us a little bit year, about yourself too. Okay. Well, um, good morning. Uh, la- good last year, I got a, a grant from the San Francisco Arts Commission, and um, you know, I went to SF State. I'm uh, born and raised in the city too, like Tongo, and um, 
I went to SF State, and I'll try to make it brief, but it, it, I, I want to paint the right picture for you. So, you know, I, I went to school here, and it's a, there was, at least back when I was in school, it was a lot more diverse, but I still only ever had white teachers. And it wasn't until I went to the university, if you can imagine, that I went to 13 years of public school here, never had a single teacher of color, let alone a, a, a male uh, teacher of color to kind of give me another example. And so when I went to college, I had never heard of ethnic studies. And I was like, oh, I want to do sociology. Um, and then I went and I had an ethnic studies class, and I was like, man, what is this? This is made up uh, art, uh, academic discipline. And then I had this whole awakening. Like, wow, this is amazing. And what? Look at this history. You know, all these things that happened here in the city that I had no idea about. How can I? How can it be? I'm just learning about this. So flash forward, and it kind of radicalized me in a way of, uh, in terms of, of uh, academic approach. Because I had already taken part in a lot of activism and doing music through activism, and since I was a little kid with organizations like Local Bloco playing at protests since I was like seven years old. So I had the, I was already primed for that, but anyway, it had such an impact on me, the ethnic studies, that last year I, I uh, said, well, nobody's ever done a musical dedication to the 68-69 strike. And um, I proposed a, 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 a project to do a musical dedication to 68-69, the whole movement at SF State. And um, I said, man, I want to do something kind of like a Gil Scott Heron vibe, you know, that would just be so hidden for the music. You know, I wanted to try to take elements from the past and give it a modern flavor. And I was asking different, I was like, but I got, they can't be, no, you know, I want somebody good. I want somebody who's from here. I want somebody like this. And I talked to um, another kind of, now he's becoming OG status equipto. He was like, you need to holler at this guy, Tongo. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I hit him up, and it just it worked out. It, it all worked out. And um, we did this, this piece together um, for my work, and then we kind of just kept ping-ponging like, hey, uh, what do you think? Can, can you do this date? And we'll do a show together. Oh, let's do this. And it kind of popped off when we did this Bird and Beckett show, uh, and we said, "Okay, well, we could really run, we could really run like a, a feature, or you know, like a, a whole show." We did about forty-five minutes, two sets of forty-five minutes, and we kept doing stuff. And um, you know, I I really have enjoyed the experience because people people are not writing what Tongo writes and it's not to be like uh, stroking your ego Tongo but I mean seriously because <laughs> <laughs> I mean not, not like that but uh, it's like there's a lot of stuff happening in the city and there's barely any people left that can have the, the point of reference to know how much it's changed now you know and so I, I really like working with him because my medium has always been music. 
And when I when I play drums, that's the emotion I try to convey, but I don't have words that I put to it. So to have the combination of the words capture my emotion that I'm trying to convey when I play music, which comes from, you know, I play Afro-Cuban, Afro-Latino-style music and instruments, and those instruments, they come from, you know, rural areas. But I, I try to use those instruments and reflect my surroundings here in my urban environment that sometimes anger, sometimes sadness, the isolation, the random moments of joy and all that. And all of, all of the complexities of living in this city are captured in Tongo's poetry. So I, in turn, try to reflect that when I'm on the drums. And, and I think that's kind of the, the, the dynamic that we attempt to build when we perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure. Ah. <laughs> well, Tonga, what do you have to say? Because <laughs> I was just thinking you went, you went to, um, you know, an African-American school, so you knew, <laughs> you knew who you were, you know, from the gate, so to speak. So yeah, uh, going to uh, going to Metal Livingstone, uh, you know, definitely uh, was a was, was a groovy uh, was a groovy head start of sorts. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's uh, you know, it's 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 um, it's been an honor to work with a kid who's um, you know just so. Uh, like his his mind is so double and triple jointed he can make uh so many quick moves and uh quick kind of almost changes of of, of not just energy but even storyline on those drums is really a like a poet's a poet's dream because what we kind of like <laughs> what we what 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 we sacrifice. And, and impressiveness <laughs> because it's definitely not as as impressive to talk as it as it is to really make an instrument sing. Uh, what 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 we kind of what we lose in, in that in that aura, we 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 gain in flexibility because we can you know even within a syllable, uh, we can we we can shift into a you know into a parallel universe and. And kill just has this virtuosity he can move right um right with you um along with you know really what's you know just kind of like really avant garde structures that he just puts together um himself and and, and will put together on the spot so it's a, you know it's it's a it's a dream mm mhm yeah so is this um is this performance? I, I know I, I read that it was going to be recorded. So, um, is it um, structured? Is it more uh, improvised, um, or is it a combination of both? How how's it going to go tomorrow evening? Well, this is improvised. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's funny to me because, like, we rehearse in a way, but in a way, even the rehearsals, we never do what exactly what we did in the rehearsals. And it, right. it is like what Tango says, it's 
avant-garde. It's a performance art in in many ways because it it has so many different factors. The, the vibe, where who's there, the weather, if we outside, whatever. <laughs> right. So, and the the only thing that I think is set is that Congo is re, uh, reciting poems that are written already. But even the way he recites them, different every time. And that that's kind of the magic of it. So, you know, that's what I'll say about it. Yeah. We we have, you know, we we, we, we have, um, we, we have kind of almost like a, a catalog of strategies, um, but ultimately, you know, we're 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 improv- we're improvising um when when we go i, I don't we don't know what what each other is gonna <laughs> i don't know we don't know what we're gonna do i mean you know but it 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 it, it works it's like it, it's almost like operating in the same mind mm. Nice. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Like, yeah, like um, more like more like two voices in the same head. Then you know what I mean. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, that's gonna be really special. I'm glad you're recording it. Um, you know, so that people, you know, who were there can have sort of a memento when they when it comes, you know, when the product is available. And for those that weren't there, have an opportunity to sort of get a sense of uh, of what it what it was like. Um, so the the uh, the title Black Fire, um, I I think about um, you know the historic Black Fire, you know that publication, and um, right. wanted to know if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know the um, Sean San Jose, who is the um, artistic uh, director at, uh, at at Magic Theater, the the newly inaugurated. Artistic director um, at the Magic Theater uh, NAMI event. Um, this, you know, and, and you, 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 you already you intuited it. it it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an. Uh, what I'm saying, how do you say, it? homage, <laughs> not homage. <laughs> it's, it's a homage uh, to that, you know, to that first school um, that 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 were, you know, poets of. Of political commitment and cultural integrity, and you know, we're just uh, you know, we're just continuing on that lineage. Nice, nice, yeah. And and I know you said you had to leave um, before um, ten. So do you have time to to share a poem, Tango? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, societies wander together like hopeful drops of a virus. Citizen testament bent on offering me a nation of breadwinners to hold me back like it's a brink. I wrinkle the concrete sometimes like flesh. My Martin Luther King permanence turned away from a podium into the reeds like God is a dangerous twin. Black August to the mountaintop balcony on my bedroom floor. You know, they steal you from the earth itself and suspend you and your broken neck from their foolish euphoria, from the loyalty oath of their great superstitions, loyalty oath of their agrarian reform. I return to my mother completely disrespected. Fulfilling the heat off of purgatory, they kill poets like me. Walk me away from my poems, never to be heard from again in this final industrial complex of bloodlines picked over, picked through a sport and spiritual death of your devil, at least half made. Police become a pretty word. 
I'm reading a list my two strains like they were TV teaching you how to write about cities. It's the 25th century in America, people. Tyranny against the chumps has your attempt to be mocked even with a gun in your car. Cuba, the needlework spell tuned for the proletariat, the relapse ministry. And talented people curled up in a fetal position next to a diamond dime, just another service day in the theatrics of tea house fascism and a bouquet of surveillance cameras. In the poverty of God, new blue eyes, corpses of water, newly potted presidency, or one big shiny coin if you ask an animated capitalism and other non-literal boys killing his white freedom. The deification of hyphens, medicine, bread, and picture shows, great protesters in L.A., guests of our ink, job kicking rose in the graveyard, D.C. make like a stone torn in half, the pen advances, despite CIA guideposts. Despite non-African past and futures, a metaphorical but not surreal day in a horn-ridden life, horn player improvising king, like a radio price fight featuring Shago and stuff. A real hand sweeps the land of racism. May I return to the ground? May I make progress with the gun? Our mother Emmanuel, they put on music that evening. A swinging type body language for you to drink with fermented $5 bills for your body language. Some applause, my past stomach line, and neither a good thing nor a bad thing. Like being psychic on the way to a lethal injection of the fishy dam with Lady Day. Lady Day leading youth who surrendered their souls to Africa too soon. Polly thought floating in the cup of water she saved me, accessing my stomach, accessing the love of the American lynch. Coast leaves wood and avalanche into the wrist. Our mother Emmanuel avalanche into the sharp key pain. The deal you make with pain, the piano makes sense for them. Laying hands on the world gradually, addressing the bend and next on the streets of the north. Travel sailing in pain, repeating pain in the north. Ten trigger fingers on that piano of harmony will have me. Putting a hundred pipes on every direction off of the lady day. Leaning on trees again, recruiting the countryside itself in. Lay your plan out on this lightning. Make your poems a corner pocket of man. I created the blues itself. America may clean my dead body, but will never include me. There goes the poet. Killing without killing. Never mind this painting of your language. May I be a meaningful lynching. A crow's passing. Good and dead by the afternoon. <laughs> the end. <laughs> ah, applause, applause. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. What's the name of that poem? Third in the World. Third in the World. Ah, nice, nice. Wow. Well, we are listening to... Uh, Poet, San Francisco Poet Laura Tongo, Ice and Martin, uh, in conversation right now with uh, Akil. Uh, Akil, how do you say your last name again, please? Mestair. Uh, Mestair, yeah. And they're both going to be at the Magic Theater tomorrow bringing, uh, you know, combustible work, you know, like some art that will set the world mm-hmm. on fire in a good way. Black fire. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you can right. get yeah, and you can get your tickets at Magic Theater with R E dot O R G. You don't want to miss it. Seven o'clock. <laughs> nah, the 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 uh the seven o'clock show has been sold out. We got a nine thirty set though. Good for you. Two sets. Oh wow, you sold out. Oh my goodness. Of course you did. <laughs> With both of you all I in the know. same room, it's like okay. So are you gonna do two recordings? So like you have a like a, a, a what do you call it? A double album? You know, available. <laughs> yeah, nah, I tell you the truth, we're gonna probably not. Well, I know I'm. I don't have an hour and a half of poems. <laughs> we're gonna run this thing. We're gonna run it back for the next. So, so those who can't make it to seven, or, or well, you, you you can't make it to seven, but fear not. At nine thirty, it'll be the same good poem. Okay. And if you can, and if it sells out the other one, then have a friend hey. inside call you. And then put it up. <laughs> nah, we don't mind. We don't mind, we don't mind getting bootlegs. <laughs> you not don't at mind. All. That's, that's what it's about. Oh. Oh man! 
anyway, okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just playing around, but that's how I am. <laughs> oh, that's funny! <laughs> wow, that's really funny. Um, so, do you have any um, any any um, closing words, Akil? Um, you know, um, for our audience or for your collaborator, Tongo? Um, in conclusion. All I gotta say is, you know, uh, I told it to Tongo, and I'll say it again. I got a couple things, but first of all, I can't believe that he got this position with how such a hard stance he takes against the powers that be in San Francisco. So, I try to make the most of every moment that he's the poet laureate. Because, damn, that's the one that we've been needing for a long time. You know, um, to say the truth. Um, and it's a big honor for me. You know, I'm Central American. I'm Nicaraguan and Salvadorian, and we have a yeah. long legacy of uh, radical revolutionary poets. And actually, in Nicaragua, the highest honor in the country is to be a poet. So for me, to, to work with one is um, is really... On this level, the, 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 me and Tongo have is, is a duo. It, it means so much to me. Just on, on that, on that strength. So uh, keep. We, I just wanted to keep doing what we're doing. If you have opportunities and you hear us on the radio right now, but, you know, reach out and we'll come through. Because I love, I love doing this. And uh, yeah, on the I, you know what I mean. Yeah, we get oh, That's awesome. Yeah, and Akil, um, give your give your website. Uh, I I got my name is long Akilmistayer dot com. But if you really want to get at me, I'm on um, Instagram, Akil95, or on Facebook, uh, Akil Mistayer, A-H-K-E-E-L. And then you'll probably see my photo with with a drum and me smiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a nice picture. <laughs> uh, awesome, so, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and Akil, um, yeah, um wasn't able to download any of the music, well, the one piece that you that um, was sent to me. Um, but if you want to shoot me anything for future reference, I'd uh, love to play some of your music on the air and, and have you back on. Is the um, is the tribute to the 1968 strike um, available? Yeah, right now it's a, it's a, I, I only released three songs, and I want to release, uh, because with COVID it was really hard to to go about recording a studio album. Uh, at at mm-hmm. that time, it was like, oh, we can't meet, we can't do this, we can't do that. So I was able to piecemeal get three pieces together um, to release, and then I've got some about three or four others in the works, and those uh, mm-hmm. I have yet to release. But I have three up on the Internet right now, and um, I could send them to you if you'd like. Okay. Sure. All right. Sure, that'd be super. All right, excellent. Well, in in view of that, I was going to close out our wonderful conversation with um, Archie Shep's uh, Revolution, if you all don't mind. Right, right on. Never, <laughs> never mind. Archie Shep. <laughs> we appreciate it. Okay, you. cool, cool. Well, thank you all both right. so much um, for joining us to talk about this wonderful Black Fire at the Magic Theater tomorrow evening. And I'm happy you all added another show, and I'm happy you gave us permission to be present in whatever way we can, Akil. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You take good care and good luck tomorrow at the, at the performance. I look forward to hearing, um, you know, your release of the uh, of the document when it's ready. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank right, you for having me.
Oh, Bye-bye. you're quite welcome. Anytime. My grandmother was born during the time of slavery. That was a time when black people didn't have saxophones. They didn't have trombones or trumpets. They didn't even have drums. All they had was their bodies. Their bodies. Sometimes the jaw bones of animals, pots and pans. This is a song she taught me that the slaves used to sing. Up in Harlem, they're talking. They want to change. And down in Philadelphia, they're walking.
I told her like this. I said, hey, we are the victims. You know what I'm going to tell my son? The death cloaks the Potomac in a scarlet shawl. And the pillow beneath you is not here. But honey, I want you to take this ex-cannibal's kiss and turn it into a revolution. Oh. 